yes, the three-day weekend, much needed, felt great. Rowdy, uh, how was it, brother? How was the three-day weekend, and are you going pro in a certain sport now? Yeah, so over the weekend, <laughs> I did do some axe throwing for the axe first time throwing. ever. My man was throwing some axes. And I won all eight games. Eight out of eight. Were you Mr. Bullseye out there, Rowdy, with yes, the axe? Yes, I was dialed. Who uh, Was anyone in there in your group that couldn't able to get the axe to stick in the uh, the wood? Um, There's a little learning curve to it, unless you're Rowdy. Not not a ton, but obviously everyone had one where it popped yeah. out. Yeah. There, there was one person where... They probably had the most violent miss where it was like it would just rattle around. Would it bounce back and almost like smoke him in the face or something? Yeah, that, there was always that one. Yeah, there's uh, I've done axe throwing one time. It was really fun. Um, you said how long? It was 60 minutes, 65 Yeah, we minutes? got like 65 minutes. Yeah, it's, it's fun. I don't know how much I could do it, but uh, I guess have you ever been to Lumberjack Games? I have not, I, but I know a guy that has. Yeah, I've, I was in Lumberjack Games when I was a kid uh, in the Dells area. And they do the stuff they do is crazy. So maybe you can uh, this week and you focus on like cutting down a tree instead of just throwing axes. There maybe was climbing a, a tree. There was a guy that went to lacrosse that was like a friend of a friend. Yeah. That competed. Really? Yes. And like did well. Really? Yes. And I like you know you've seen like the lumberjack games like on TV where they're like <laughs> spinning on a log. The log and, rolling. Like, yeah. The, the I don't even know what the what some of the games would be called, but doing, you're looking like participating in different events. Yeah. You could, there's like a, there's chopping, there's throwing, there's climbing, there's rolling. Well, this guy, this guy did it while we were in college and actually did pretty well. well I knew, um, I knew a woman that did competitive log rolling and she was like one of the best in the country. And she lived here in Madison. They would literally go out on, you know, They'd have competitive logs, and they go stand on them, and the object was to knock the other person off the log. Like, that was, like, her sport was log rolling, and she was really good at it. I don't know how much money was in it, but she was good at it. Yeah, right here. Uh, so this guy. Log rolling. Won the Timber Sports U.S. Collegiate Championship Sunday in Milwaukee. What? He was one of eight lumberjacks. What? Yeah, That's, I'm not kidding. <laughs> the more you know. That so, was 2017. Right, you're dipping your toe into that foray, Rowdy. Is it time that you started going professional in uh, lumberjacking? Uh, so this was the first time I ever did it. Felt but good, I was, though, right? But I was bullseye. I was dead on. Yeah, my man's crushing it over here. All right, uh, I hope everyone, I had a great weekend as well. I stopped down at Bratfest on Saturday. That was uh, interesting. It was the <laughs> weather incredible. Yeah, what, what about it? This guy holds the U.S. champion... For the standing block, where, where was it? U.S. champion and holds the standing block collegiate record. Jeez. <laughs> How does one get into that? That's what I would want to know. How does one? <laughs> UWL senior sets record, wins U.S. timber sports. Unbelievable. Well, I hope, uh, I hope you know, you had a good time, though, Rowdy, uh, dipping your toe into lumberjacking. Good time? Would yeah, you, but I'm with you. Would you do like, it again? You, would, I would probably do it again, but not next weekend. Yeah, it's like you you can't do it constantly. It's, it's it's got to be sporadic and like it's peppered in once in a while. Uh, see, I went to Broadfest. The weather was absolutely incredible all weekend. Uh, a lot of yard yard work, some landscaping. I wasn't chopping down anything. And then um, I went to Governor Dodge yesterday. Did some paddle boarding. Absolutely incredible. The three day weekend was glorious. Uh, the only bad thing about the three-day weekend, I guess, would be 
uh, outside of Sunday, the Milwaukee Brewers. They got uh, they got their asses kind of handed to them. They did, did it feel the, weird yesterday? Not like yes. sitting there yes. on a long weekend, especially a Memorial Day weekend, and the Brewers didn't play on Monday. It felt when I was doing the logs. I thought it was bizarre that they weren't playing on Monday. How can Major League Baseball f that up so much? Where they have a a weekend where everyone is going to be home, everyone is going to be tuned in to Major League Baseball because, like, think about yesterday. There was one NBA Finals game on at seven thirty at night. Yeah, hell of Every, a game too. Everything else should have been day baseball, where you get full coverage of your yeah. sport. And they didn't even have a full slate of games. No, it was so bizarre. Like, I couldn't believe the Brewers weren't playing on Memorial Day. It's it, like some of the big days that you always think of with, well, the Milwaukee Brewers or Major League Baseball. It'd be like your Mother's Day or Memorial Day yeah. or the 4th of July or, you know, Labor Day. Like, where everyone has the day off or, yeah. or Easter. It's America's pastime. And and people are going to be tuning into Major League Baseball. And you didn't have a full slate? It's It was mind-boggling. Uh, it was nice not to have to worry about it, but at the same time it was confusing that the Brewers uh, were not playing. They're in, I guess they needed a travel day to fly to Canada. I don't know, because they're in Toronto to take on the Blue Jays. Uh, starting today. We'll, we'll get into the Milwaukee Brewers. We have some questions here. Oh, I want to give a shout-out to one of our great listeners. Uh, I ran into Jet, our guy Muzz Infamous here on Twitch. I ran into him at Broadfest. Uh, you know when you first meet a listener, Rowdy, and maybe you have like a picture in your mind of what they look like? I saw this guy coming up to me. The face looked really, really familiar. I had never met Jet in person before. The, I felt like I'd met him before, though. The face looked really familiar. But I'm looking at this dude. He's like 6'4". Like, he's some tall SOB. And I thought Jet was like my height or shorter. So I'm looking at this guy. I'm like, is this Jet? Like, is, is this the listener? I think it is. Sure as crap, it was. Uh, ran into one of our great listeners, Jet. So that was awesome to see at uh, Broadfest. Had some good music. Got a good beer uh, or some good beer, I should say, uh, at Broadfest. And I did have a brat rowdy. You, did you have a brat at all over the weekend? There was some controversy entering into the weekend as uh, it was Take Your Brat to Work Day on Friday. And our coworkers, some of them were down at Broadfest. They came back. Only brought some of their coworkers' brats. I got one. You did not. Yeah. So now when they ask me to do anything for them, <laughs> SOL. <laughs> did you get any brats over the weekend? I did eat brats. Had a boy. Had a baby. This time I didn't rely on anybody to give it to me. <laughs> one, I went out and took it. And I take it. Yes. Uh, I went to Broadfest. Uh, good time. Great time. The people watching at Broadfest is some of the best and amazing sights uh, you will ever see. The people watching, incredible. And the amount of people there, wild. Uh, a free event, obviously, free parking. It took me 40 minutes to get from John Nolan into the parking lot to find a spot. Usually that takes like two minutes. 40 minutes, and then we uh, made the best of it, saw some really good bands. you see the zebra? I did not see the ze- I did not go by the kid zone. But I did not see. I did t- mention to Jen, my wife, though. I go, they got a zebra this year. <laughs> she goes, cool, I guess. But yeah, Broadfest was great. Uh, ran into uh, a couple people, some listeners, uh, Michael Alexander, Tim Metcalf, the Broadband himself. Uh, fantastic. And uh, one question here, or not question, comment from Portage Mike. I got Mike from Portage on uh, Twitch here, Rowdy. He goes, Rowdy, just remember. Happy Gilmore made it on the Pro Tour after one event. So you could be a Lumberjack Pro after one event. As 
You were throwing some axes. So there you go. You could be yeah, the happy the, I just remember watching those lumberjack games, though. There's a lot more than just one act activity. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's your niche. Like, you're going to team. Like, that's your... Anyways. Uh, speaking of teams... <laughs> no, I was actually thinking about this. You know how... Um, uh, what was it? The Walking Dead yeah. got really popular. Man, when was that? Probably <laughs> seven, eight years ago. Maybe even longer. I watched the first two seasons, and then I dipped. I yeah, guess. I really didn't get into it either. But you know how there was like a huge run on zombie stuff, like oh, yeah. the end of the world zombie stuff? Big time. I was sitting there going, 2010 it came out. After throwing those axes, and like, that was pretty darn accurate. <laughs> like, I I'm can like, survive a zombie apocalypse? I can survive a zombie apocalypse with just a hatchet. <laughs> You need like a you would need like a rope on yours so you could like pull it back. <laughs> like throw it then pull it back. Yeah, Walking Dead started in twenty ten. God, that's uh Is it still on? I guess seven or eight years ago was uh Well you said way maybe, too soon. You said or maybe more. <laughs> is that is the show still on? Anyways, yeah, first episode October thirty first, twenty ten. Uh Walking Dead Halloween, there you go. All right. Speaking of teams, um how you feel, Milwaukee Bucks fans? As the coach is about to be uh, named in Adrian Griffin, but uh, the reason why there's getting a new coach is because a certain team knocked the Bucks out. The Bucks were a one seed. They got beat by the eight seed, the Miami Heat. Last night, the Miami Heat, who almost choked it all away to make it to the NBA Finals, who were dominating the Celtics. Celtics came back and won three in a row. Last night, the Heat beat the Celtics, and they pummeled them. They, they did pretty damn well for themselves. And now they've become the first eight seed. Uh, actually, Miami joined the 1999 New York Knicks as the second eight seed to make the NBA Finals after taking down the Boston Celtics in Game Seven. Rowdy, wow! Well, one first you had the the Heat. It looked like they got a win in Game Six, yeah. and then a miraculous yeah. putback with like no time left. Point one left that beats them last second. Crazy game. And that so obviously that's a huge gut punch yeah. in game six for the Heat. Then I don't know about you, but it flooded my timeline on Monday with all of the statistics and the trends of the referees that were refing the game, Scott Foster and uh his crew, Tony Brothers, those were the two big names. Yeah. Uh about how much they have favored Boston. And how much they have, for lack of better terms, not favored the Heat. <laughs> it was like crazy numbers were like the Heat were like 2-13 and 13 in games that uh, Tony Brothers and Scott Foster have referenced. But that, fl- like all these different stats flooded my timelines with how brutal these referees had been on the Heat. Yeah. And it was like one after the other. I'm like, plus Boston's won three straight. It's in the TD Garden. Man, this just feels like it's going to be a Boston drubbing. And then later, like after all that kind of came out in the afternoon yesterday, then it was like, oh, well, the Heat, did you see their flight logs? Yeah, they, they only already... have their flights booked for Denver. Yeah, I saw, I saw that bold move. They already booked their flights for Denver. Like, okay. And they kind of went out there and beat the hell out of yeah, Boston. They did. They spanked them around. Uh, even Skip Bayless before the game, I, I saw his tweet pop up. He was no surprise the NBA sent its unholy trinity of anti heat pro Celtic refs yeah. to maximize the chances of a better finals rating for Boston. They, they did. Yeah. Like Skip Bayless, the, the unholy trinity. Everyone of was talking about it. So if I can 
find some of these here. The Miami Heat are two forty three, two and forty three with Scott Foster, Tony Brothers, or John Goble as their referees. Yeah, I saw all this. three were a part of the crew last night. I saw Eric Lewis was a ref. The, the Celtics were twenty two and four in games he officiated, and he's a known Celtics fan. Uh, well, the controversy for not last night, but the the game on uh, Saturday, Rowdy, that was. Or the, here's another one. The Heat were a combined 0 for 10 in games ref by Tony Brothers and Scott Foster during the regular season. The Celtics were 7 and 2. <laughs> I saw I saw a funny meme where it was like Adam Silver talking to the CEO of Disney. Yeah. And it's like uh, it was something along the lines of we saw the projected ratings for the Heat and the Nuggets. Uh, we sent two of our best out for game seven. <laughs> Scott Foster and Tony brothers got this. Well, I mean, do you, do you abide by it though? I mean, the heat spanked the Celtics last night. I, I, all the refereeing in the world didn't uh, help it out. It, it made it to seven, but I mean, it would make sense for the NBA to say, man, the Miami heat with Jimmy Butler. And I guess, you know, there is bam out of bio and some of those other hey, guys, but no, it's no, not no. the same as the Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, the Boston Celtics brand. Yeah. No Tyler Hero either for the Heat, by the way. That's you already tough. you already lost the Golden State Warriors and the Lakers in the West. Yep. Like the Nuggets were your team, but at least they had a two time MVP that they were going to be branding. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, it's like you know, had you got Golden State, LA, or Boston into the finals, and heavens forbid if they played each other, the ratings would be so much better than Denver, Miami. Yeah, how much sizzle does Denver have? I mean, Joker, the Jokic is cool. Like, how yeah, much but sizzle? outside of him. Like, do, like, do casual NBA fans even get down with the Joker? Like, are they Jokic people? Well, I feel like people were starting to get fatigued with them, where they were like, well, he better yeah. not win the third straight MVP, but Joel Embiid better not win an MVP. Yeah. The- People out there, does Denver trip your trigger? I mean, they're there. Does Jokic get it going for you? Uh, Jimmy Butler in the heat? Eric Spolstra's an absolute monster. I mean, this guy is absolutely crazy of what he's been able to accomplish. Uh, And the heat, I mean, the heat almost blow it up 3-0, right? But, again, they're an eight seed. What was their run like here, Rowdy? Didn't they lose the first play-in game? Yeah, on purpose, so that they could play the Bucs. And then they played the Bucs and beat them. Yeah. Uh, they lost the per- first playing game on purpose, and they had to go win again to manufacture. Yeah, it. had they have lost the second playing game, they wouldn't be in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, the story of the Miami Heat are absolutely crazy, and then obviously the Bucks are tied into that story, and how they were just able to make it to the finals is absolutely uh, incredible. We'll have to get into it. Uh, by the way, uh, Packers OTAs begin up today again. They had the weekend off. Uh, they're back at it. Oh, they had the weekend off. All right. What do you mean? You didn't see all those pictures surfacing of a lot of the Packers partying in Dork County? Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did see some of that. They had the weekend off. They were enjoying themselves. Well, how about this for OTAs? So they had, what, three OTAs last week. Then they had the weekend off, yesterday off. They get back into OTAs today and tomorrow. Then they have uh, a day off. And then they have one more OTA in the second. And then they go dark again until next week. Like you have three practices this week. Uh, OTAs. Now they're voluntary. It's like a Badger spring practice. <laughs> we'll sporadically have some here and there. I know they're voluntary, but there's workout bonuses tied into it, so you got to come and make your money. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, meanwhile, is uh, doing two nights in a row at Taylor Swift concerts at MetLife Stadium. I mean, that's his new home. He was he was with Miles Teller, Miles Teller's wife, 
and some other people. There's your Aaron Rodgers update. You know how the Oakland Athletics are basically <laughs> tanking? Yes. And it's pretty much they're heading to Las Vegas, yeah. which I know a lot of the, the models for the potential stadium were popping up the last week. Mm-hmm. By the way, it does look pretty sweet. Yeah, it helps. So. It's freaking <laughs> Vegas, dude. And they're spending like billions of dollars on it. <laughs> but um, I saw this funny stat. So the A's, they're not good. They're 11 and 45 entering play today. And they're on pace to become the worst team to have the least amount of wins in Major League history Uh for a 162-game season. Uh Now, there were some teams back in like the 1800s and the early 1900s (laughs) that had less than this, Uh but they didn't play 162 games like they do now. Like it was like roughly 20 less or 14 less. Like obviously the season increments were different, but the least amount of wins for 162 game season in like today's era of baseball is 43. And yeah, they were on pace for less than that. I saw a stat where if the Oakland A's wanted to be the best team in Major League Baseball because there are some teams that tied with 116 wins in a season. Yeah. And the 2001 Seattle Mariners were the last team to do it. If they wanted to break the Seattle Mariners record, they would have to win every single game for the rest of the year. <laughs> That ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> the Oakland Athletics would have to win every single game the rest of the year, and they will break the 2001 Seattle Mariners 116 win season by one game. Oof. 117 wins. That's that ain't happening, Rowdy. That's tough. Dude, Reverse. it's not even June, and they would have to win every single game. Yeah. It's still May. It's May 30th. Oh, so. and by the way, since we had this tracker, it is Tuesday, May 30th, and the Pittsburgh Pirates are officially under 500. There it is. There it is. They did not make it to June. There it is. Hey, speaking of June, Rowdy, and the Oakland A's, uh, their reverse boycott is happening in June. If you remember correctly, the Oakland A's were going to show the uh, the Oakland A's, you know, powers that be, that they do have fans out there. They're going to do a reverse boycott and pack the park. I'm trying to figure out when the date is. I know it's in June, but I don't think it's going to save it. So the A's are 11 and 45. June 13th, there it is. The A's are 11 and 45. The next worst team in Major League Baseball are the Kansas City Royals at 17 and 38. And just for reference, because I know a lot of people want to poo poo the Central. Yeah. The Cardinals are in last place in the Central. They have 24 wins. Oof. They have more than twice the amount of wins as the Oakland A's. Oof, duh. <laughs> like, do, they, do the A's even have fans? Like, do they have fans? The, the Oakland A's at home in front of their. Two to three thousand fans that showed up in some of those games are six and twenty-three. Jesus. Now, Christ. if anything, they've been pretty consistent on their home road splits. Six and twenty-three at home, five and twenty-two on the road. <laughs> hey, they're nothing but consistent. They've given up consistently bad three hundred and ninety runs. How would you like to play for that team? 
390 runs is the most runs allowed. The second worst team is the Colorado Rockies that, oh, by the way, play half of their game in altitude. Yeah. So they're going to give up more runs on average. They're at 306. Jesus Christ. So they have 84 more runs given up than the second worst team. They have a run differential of minus 194. <laughs> I'm scrolling. The next worst is the Royals. Six, minus 69. Jesus. Not nice. Dude. They're bad. That's a that's a huge difference between them and the second worst team. Grant. Uh, usually, usually you're 740 with us. Uh, we'd love to have you on earlier. Uh, tell the fine folks what you have going on. First of all, how was the weekend? And then what do you have going on this morning? How was your weekend? Well, it was good. I was out of town this weekend. I was in Milwaukee because my lovely girlfriend needed assistance moving. So I was there doing my duty. Oof, and that tough. was great. We got some hiking in. We went by the lake. Like, it was great. But I, I love to fly fish. This time of year, it's, it's still pretty. So I, you know, got up early this morning. I'm getting in some action before work. So uh, were you going trout fishing then? Or what are you doing? Yeah, I'm going down to Eric on I-90's neck of the woods. I'm going down to the district. Oh. region. Uh, it's only like 25 minutes from my apartment. Well, hell yeah, dude. Wet that line, get some fish. That's what I love to hear. Do you, are you catch and release or do you eat eat them? They're big enough. Oh, I'm a, I'm a catch and release Atta guy. Boy. What am I going to do? Go home and cut up a button. You know, they're too, they're too pretty. They should, you know, go back and, uh, and grow a little bigger. Oh, and, and by the way, on 7 o'clock, I've just learned from certain callers over the years you know, there are there are listeners who don't like me. They've probably adapted their Tuesday morning schedule, you know, to maybe get something done at seven forty. So this is my way of just making sure they, you know, might still might still catch me. Grant, everybody likes you, man. Come on, Broski. And we uh, we we do. I do want to have a moment of silence with you as we are down. We have a fallen soldier, Ben Kenny, no longer a Wisconsinite, back into Philadelphia. So if we could just have a moment yeah. of silence quickly for Ben Kenny. Ready? One, two, three. <sighs> there we go. We'll miss you, Ben. Uh, any any party moves for Ben? Uh, well, I almost made Ben mad on Sunday night because you know Ben wow. loves Succession, like loves it. Yeah. And I know from weeks of experience now that Ben Kenny will turn off sports to watch Succession. He Whoa. watches it right at eight. Whoa! I know he watches it on time when it comes out, which is which is great. But like sometimes I would watch it the next morning. Like for me, I, it was not necessary that I watched it right at eight. With Ben, it's always in the case. Sunday I watched it at eight because nothing else was on. The finale ended. I texted Ben. I said, wow, what a finale. And he responded, don't. That was the only word he said. And then he replied, driving through Ohio at the moment, watching tomorrow. So I didn't spoil for Ben, but he was he was like, mm, don't. we're not doing this. Uh, don't. And don't. then he did text me back yesterday. He, uh, he enjoyed it as well. I almost ruined something for Ben. I'm still on season... I think I just started season two, like two weeks ago, but I haven't dabbled back into it yet. I need to get back into that. Uh, what was that, season four now? Was that season four? Uh, Maybe four, I don't know. Four or five. I'm not sure. I'll Dude, I'm with you. Anytime my friends like you have to watch the show. Well, if the if the episodes are an hour long, who has the time, Evo? And I know that you. No, and I fall asleep very like easily too. I'm always sitting in front of the TV. And our job, in a lot of respects, is to watch TV. So I'm already watching, you know, sports games. Now you want me to commit another hour? Like, an how much TV do you want me to watch? Like, I, I also want to exactly. live a life. I want to live a life. I want to go exactly. fishing. It's like Grant Bills. I want to go enjoy the you know the weather. You know, oh. exactly. exactly. Right. Did you get out on the boat this weekend? Uh, I did not get out. Uh, uh, by the way, I gave my boat to my nephew now, so I'm now boatless. 
But no, I did. I did not get on any boats. Uh, I was. Uh, well, I take that back. I bought a paddleboard. So my wife already had a paddleboard. I bought myself a paddleboard. We went out uh, paddleboarding yesterday at the beautiful Governor Dodge State Park in Dodgeville, Wisconsin. It was beautiful. The weather amazing. The paddling amazing. Saw some fish jumping. Some turtles. Uh, great people watching at Bratfest over the weekend as well. It was. It was a great weekend, Grant. It was a great weekend. That's that's tremendous. I'm happy for it. You know, a boat is a boat can be a real maintenance, you know, pain in the butt. You know what boat stands for? I'm sure you've never heard this and you're like, break out another thousand. Yep. You know, paddleboard is you just stand on the thing and enjoy the water. Yeah. Good for you. Cheers. Grant, I wanna be the guy that has a friend with a boat. I don't wanna be the friend who has the boat. I wanna be oh, a, yeah. a guy that has a friend with a boat. That's what I wanna be. I, so that's why I strive I to be, be I want to be the son to the mom and the dad who live on the lake and have a boat. And I am living that, and I'm living that life. I've, I've gotten as close to a boat as I want or need to. Man. Mm. Moment in time. Mm. I love it, Grant. We got it all figured out in our lives. All right, Grant, did the Milwaukee Bucks have it all figured out? Adrian Griffin set to be the new head coach. Nick Nurse pulled out over the weekend. Now he's going to be the Sixers head coach. And what Kenny Atkinson, I guess, didn't wow as Adrian Griffin did. Giannis Dendekumbo also a little nod to Griffin. What do we think of Griffin the set to be the new Milwaukee Bucks head coach? Well, I saw a lot of Bucks fans that were kind of like, they're like, huh? like a little confused, like where did this guy come from? He's never been a head coach before. And I, I get that. I get all those concerns, but it's not like Phil Jackson was out there to be hired or Eric Spolster. Like there wasn't a perfect choice. There was always going to be, you know, some question marks. Like if they hired Monty Williams or Doc Rivers, we know that they can be a head coach and be a good head coach, but can they be great? Can they, can they do what Mike Budenholzer can and adjust in the playoffs? So there was going to be some uncertainty about this coach. I kind of like the Bucks taking a shot and, and hoping to strike gold a little bit, right? Because there's a little bit of uncertainty. Adrian Griffin could stink. He could also be the next great young coach in this league, where I don't think that could have been the case, obviously, with Monty or Doc or some of these retread options. So I like it, but we need to remember that there wasn't really a perfect choice. So when we're talking about this, you know, hire of Adrian Griffin, we can't talk about it like there was some amazing choice that they passed up on. There really wasn't, so... There was going to be a risk. It was a little bit of a of an unknown, anyways. I'm glad that they, I think, went the route with a little higher upside. And Giannis likes them. They wanted a former player, so if it keeps Giannis happy too, that's even better. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I do like the uh, kind of shake it up kind of approach. Now he's never had uh, had, yeah. had coaching experience before, but I, I like like the new voice, maybe some innovative ideas, and and kind of just get a little risky with the Bucks. I feel like they got to get a little risky with it. I don't, I enjoy it, but also yeah. at the same time, it's like, it's like, are you sure? But hey, we'll find out. As long as you have Giannis Dendekumbo, though, I think you're going to be good. They need they needed to, to take some sort of risk in in the roster or the coaching staff. Like they needed to, yeah. to pull a big move and something with upside. They don't really have a lot of options with their roster, so doing it with the coaching hire is yeah. is I we'll think really think of this like a politician, Evo. It's like when someone runs for president, there's like, well, they don't have any political experience. Well, that means they have nothing. That, they have no skeletons in their closet, right? Like it, that's when when first timers run for office. It's like, yeah, I don't have experience, but you don't have any scandals, you don't have any you know failures on my resume. It's the same when you hire a coach. Like, yeah, Adrian Griffin doesn't have experience, but he doesn't have the playoff failures that Monty Williams or Doc Rivers has. So I, I think that's part of the book's thinking in this. Is he is this agent is Griffin kind of like a Robert Kennedy Jr. Like he's, he he comes from like uh, like some he kind. Might be. <laughs> 
Uh, he's like a he's like an outlier, like someone that would come to shake it up a little bit. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Dude, I by the way, I as someone who loves curb your enthusiasm, I was floored to learn a couple weeks ago that Robert Kennedy Jr. or RMK Jr. is dating Cheryl Hines. Are they married or I, dating? I had, uh, you, they might be. They might okay. be dating. You yeah. might be right. Either no, way, they're, they're married. They're they're married. married. How would you like not to get off on a tangent? No. How would you like to be RFK Jr.? Uh, he's out there basically saying that his uncle was killed, right? I mean, I, I think we all well, obviously he was killed. Well, but like the government took him down. I'm talking about JFK uh, in Texas, obviously. Yeah. How would you like to be RFK Jr.? Like, you know what? I'm going to try my for a way for a into being a president, despite my uncle having his brain splattered everywhere and his dad. Yeah, yeah, and his dad. How would you like to be that guy? It's like, are you sure about that? Are you sure? His uncle killed yeah, the girl. You think maybe go into, go into the private sector. Yeah, you know, are you sure about that? that he did do that thinking, for a while, yeah. though. Yeah. He was a lawyer. Yeah, he, I mean, he dabbles with Hollywood. He's got his wife, and then Aaron Rodgers giving him support. Yeah. Anyways, all right, so Grant, speaking of yeah. uh, uh, NBA, yeah. are, are, are we having a big belly laugh over the Boston Celtics? Like, Do we like heat nuggets? Oh. Like, what's, what's your take on the Celtics collapsing? Um, or the Miami Heat almost collapsing, but then, you know, taking it back. And then the finals matchup that is the Nuggets and the Heat. I felt so bad. I could barely sleep last night, Evo. I felt so bad for the Celtics and their fans. I just, ah, oh, I was sick to my stomach. What am I, no, I, I laughed to watch the Heat win. <laughs> this is one of the first times in my life I have, like, actively, ag- like, aggressively, excitedly cheered for the team that knocked my team out. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes when the Packers lose in the playoffs, those Packers fans are like, well, I'm going to I'm gonna cheer for the Niners because they beat our team, and that'll make us look better if we lose today. I've never cared about that. I'm too petty to think that way. But with this Heat team, I'm like, hey, i got to tip my cap. Like, this team is, like, they just got it going on. I, I don't know what it is about this Heat team, but you got to respect them. Plus, the Celtics are the worst, Evo. The Celtics are a team that will get you to buy, and you think they're going to do it, and they'll waste your time, and they'll jerk you around. And then they'll prove to be who they've always been at the very end, even if it takes seven games, a team that's just a little soft and a little disorganized and a team that just can't quite get it done. The, the Heat, I think, are going to lose to the Nuggets in five so or six. Are I you think the saying, Nuggets are much better. But, are you saying yeah. they'll jerk you around and then choke? Uh, yeah, they'll jerk you around. Uh, and just when you think it'll finally pay off, they'll leave you, they'll leave you hanging. That's what they do. They're a massive... Wait, they're a tease. They're a tease, aren't they? That's they exactly are. what they are. They are. They're and they did it last year. That, like, they did it last year. They they beat the Bucks in seven, and they beat the Heat in seven. And you're like, wow, this team's finally figured it out. And then they get to the finals. They should have beat the Warriors. Yeah. And, and they didn't. Did not so this know. is classic Celtics. But, yeah. yeah, I think the Nuggets are much better than the Nuggets were going to beat either one of these teams. Uh, Grant Bills of the Wisco Sports Show are joining us right now. Listen to him four to six uh, weekdays here on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Network. Grant, uh, when it comes to the Nuggets, though, a lot of people, like, I'm trying to, like, I like Joker. I really love his brothers. Uh, you know, s- sell me, though, yeah. sell me, like, everyone's talking about ratings this, ratings that. Sell me on the Nuggets. Like, what's, what's, because you're Mr. NBA, what brings excitement to the table with the Denver Nuggets? Well, Jokic is, there's not really a player in the league like Jokic. He's unbelievable, but he's really not that. He doesn't do it like Giannis does it because he's bigger and stronger and faster, and it's just, it's like watching a human Superman. Jokic is just like, it's like the old guy at the Y who doesn't have to run fast and doesn't have to jump, and he's just styling on everyone anyways. And you're like, what is this guy? Like the fanciest passes, and it, it is fun to watch. Um, but you're not going to get the highlight dunks and the, and the rim, you know, crushing dunks that you're going to get with maybe LeBron and his primary honest. But that's fine. Like, I like the Nuggets because they, for the most part, have built through the draft. 
and through smart trades, and they've given time for their guys to develop over the years. And that's kind of what the Bucks did. And you don't see that often in the NBA a lot. It's a lot of, you know, super teams over the years and kind of hired guns in free agency, and that's just not what this Nuggets team has been. So I like seeing a team like that get rewarded, and I think the Nuggets will be rewarded, and I think they'll win the title. Um, I don't – the Heat, I think we've seen the best version of the Heat. I think we saw the best version of Jimmy Butler in the Heat yeah. in the first round and in the first couple games against the Celtics. I just – the Heat are a bunch of undrafted guys, and that's really impressive, but I just don't know if they're on Denver's level. But we'll see. We'll see. more. And uh, huge loss, right? The, no Tyler Hero for the Heat. I remember when Hero went down and Giannis went down, like, oh, this is a bigger loss than losing Giannis. No, no Tyler Hero. Is that going to be a problem for the Heat in the finals, or is he going to be back? Well, it hasn't been a problem yet. It's just another example of Reggie Miller not knowing. Reggie Miller, I saw, who t- oh, it was Big Cat the other night, who was tweeting, it was during game six, when Reggie was going on about some inbound play and how the, the Heat were actually being penalized for getting a free throw. And it's like, what? Big Cat tweeted, you know, what is Reggie Miller saying? And I'm like, you could say that any time during any game that Reggie Miller is calling. Reggie Miller never knows what's going on. I'm just so out on Reggie Miller as a broadcaster. The Tyler Hero thing is whatever. They could use him back. They need shot makers. Like, when their offense gets stale, it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Gabe Vincent is undrafted, and Sam Adebayo is really not a 30-point-a-game guy. So they could really use him, but they haven't so far at all. Like, you guys said it right before you had me on. It's like, maybe they just let him go. Bye. You know, maybe trade him or... Bye. I don't know. Bye. Grant, um, I, I hate to say goodbye to you. It's coming up to that time, though. What are we? Uh, what are we cooking up for the Wisco Sports Show tonight? A little shorter show because the Brewers broadcast start. But what are we cooking up for a uh, Wisco Sports Show? Uh, I want to talk about the Bucks coaching hire. I want to talk about. I, I actually want to talk about Nick Nurse getting hired by the Sixers because I think it's really interesting, and I think there's some NFL comps. I think Nick Nurse is the Jim Harbaugh of the NBA, and I'm excited to talk about that. Yeah. Um, the Brewers. And you know what, Evo? Yeah. I know this is such a gas bag sports talk radio topic, Ooh. and I feel a little dirty talking about it, but I think Major League Baseball is so dumb for having, like, a third of their team not playing yesterday. The Brewers didn't have a game yesterday. So we were talking about the start of the show. Milwaukee. Yeah. It's just like, how do you – you have families sitting out on the deck or, or gathering – you know, and there's no ball game on. It's just so, so – I know it's a, a cliche, like, really low-hanging fruit sports talk radio topic, but I do kind of want to yell about that. No, we, so I think I'm gonna. that's the first thing we open up the show with. Rowdy's like, you know what kind of grinded my gears? And then we went into it. It was like – Yeah. How's, how do you not have that on – it's America's pastime, Grant. I mean, come on. The NFL – the NFL, if the NFL was – the NFL would have had four primetime games yesterday. Yeah. They would have played one in D.C. to commemorate troops that have fought. Like, the NFL would have dominated yesterday. Yeah. Just because. Because they're like, oh, this is a wide-open day. We can have games all day and own the day. And baseball had, like, eight or nine of their teams not playing. You're a smart and handsome man, Grant Bills. You know that? Well done. Uh, you guys are smart and handsome and rowdy. Keep killing it on the best. I mean, my goodness. And I don't, I don't know what's different about this energy, but seven o'clock. I'm in my car. I got my I'm coffee. Feeling it. I'm just. I think it's the three day weekend. A little bit. I think it's coming off a three day weekend. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, and then you're gonna go slay some trout now, Grant. Go get him, baby. Go get him. Go get him. Appreciate it, gentlemen. Have a great day. See you, Grant. There he is, Grant Bills, Wisco Sports Show. Bye. Our guy. Four to six usually, but then it's like five, four to five. 20, hey, Rowdy, how about this? Milwaukee Bucks had to hire their new head coach, Adrian Griffin, working out the financials. Check this out. Adrian Griffin was traded to the Bucks in 2008 as a player 
and then served as an assistant coach until 2010 after uh, retiring. Now he's set to become the Bucks' next head coach. And he wore the awful, terrible green and red Bucks Christmas colored looking jerseys. Those things sucked. But yeah, he was a Milwaukee Bucks, traded to the Bucks in 08. He was a player for a while and then uh, for a way into, into you know, coaching. Now, he has no previous head coaching experience, but is set to become the new Bucks head coach. I don't know, what do you think, Rowdy? Is uh... see, I'm willing to give everybody a chance. Like I'm not a GM, and I'll have my favorites. Would be like, well, if I was a GM, I'll do this. But especially with a guy that has no experience, it's kind of a blank slate. Yeah. But also, I feel like you probably would have wanted some experience. At least me personally, I would have. Like I don't want a like I don't want a guy that's got some experience and he was just terrible. But like a guy <laughs> that's been there, done that, and has won a little bit. Yeah. Kind of like a Nick Nurse. Yeah. He's had some success. He's he's won a championship. He's also had some down years. Like I get it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you're rolling the dice. Oh, totally. It's a guy with no experience. Giannis that, signed off on it, though, apparently. so Who cares what Giannis says? I could care less. I mean, I'm sure the Bucks franchise does because they're so superstars. Like, yeah, I'm cool with that. Remember when he cried with Jason Kidd? I do. The first time he ever had a coach fired in his career. <laughs> yeah. like, he tried to save his job. Let's, just, let's be honest. Giannis and his coaching track record with the guys that he's had that he stuck up for, not the best. Did he stick up for Mike Budenholzer? It seems like he seems like he's like okay, you can fire stuck him. out for him the least. Yeah, but honestly, out of the coaches that they've had while he was there, he was the best. <laughs> or at least what about the team. Joe? What about Joe Prunty? Have- no, he remember he's like, oh, we like Joe. Yeah, and it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, sure you like him. He stinks. He can't be a head coach in the NBA. Yeah, he's not- he can go over to he was Great England. Britain. He was yeah, Great Britain's and coach. be their little FIBA team coach. Yeah, he was the That's coach. perfect for him. It's I- not like Great Britain's competitive. I think they suck a lot of ass. Yeah. It's a lot of a lot of biscuits, lovey. But yeah, so uh, Adrian Griffin about to be. By the way, Nick Nurse is uh, going to be hired as the Sixers head coach. And last time I checked for the Phil- or the Philadelphia for the Phoenix Suns, wasn't Mike Budenholzer? Wasn't he kind of weren't yeah, they he keen on hiring Booty? He was Booty? sniffing around there. So yeah, there's a and I don't know who's where Doc Rivers is going to end up. Uh, more will be revealed on that front. But yeah, there you go. What about Monty uh, Williams? I don't. Yeah, I don't. There's some uh, jobs still out there. We'll see. Well, yeah, NBA final set: the Heat versus uh, the Nuggets. Celtics. There's an embarrassment. I guess my final thoughts on this would be I'm going to give I'm going to give him a shot. I'm not going to criticize him because we haven't seen anything. He's never been a head coach before, but I guess I kind of scratched my head a little bit saying I probably wouldn't have hired him if I was the GM. Hey, John Horst has a lot of things that he's touched has been turned into gold. I mean, John Horst, they have a championship with him. Also, that being said, John Horse was also gifted Giannis. That is true. But I was going to call about Jimmy Buckets. I yeah. I do not feel anywhere near as bad as I did when the Bucks lost to Miami. I mean, injuries aside, Jimmy Butler, if, if by some reason he pulls off a miracle and beats Denver, I think Denver should, should sweep them. They're just been sitting there salivating. Mm-hmm. But if he pulls off a miracle, he's going to be up there in my all-time grittiest two guards that just don't care and don't get enough respect. Like, he's right up there. Another guy like that is like Joe Dumars, <laughs> except, except Jimmy Butler is a much more dynamic scorer. Yeah. 
it, it's like, how can you how, how can you hate him? He's there amazing. was some incredible. There were some guys that were starting to compare what Jimmy Butler has done just in the playoffs as being potentially Hall of Fame worthy. Really? That's I said that last night when I was sitting. I was like, if he wins a chip, I can't see how you hold him out. Just, just I just don't because there are guys that are in there that he would have done more than, and what he's doing looks like a Hall of Fame basketball player. Yeah, that's what they were saying. They were like, you know, his regular season numbers won't wow you, but they're solid. But then he gets into the playoffs, and he's just another beast. Yeah. And if he, gets a, if he gets a ring, his playoff numbers alone with the ring added on to solid regular season numbers, there's an argument to be made that he might be Hall of Fame worthy. That's like the definition. I mean, if you look, Michael Jordan numbers are out of this world, but like every single great player, you see their points per game, rebounds per game, all that stuff pick up in the playoffs. So I don't know. It'll be, it will be an interesting series. An eight seed, is Denver a two or are they a one? They're a one. Yeah. So an eight going against a one, it, it would be a great all time upset. And Spolstra clearly is one of the best coaches on the planet. Yeah, he's the man, isn't he? I don't even, yeah, you can't even argue that. Interesting fact, Eric Spolstra was on the court on March 4th, 1990, when Hank Gathers collapsed for the last time and died. Really? Eric Spolstra was the starting point guard for the Portland I think Portland Pilots is that team out there. Damn. If I'm not mistaken in that in the WCC. And if you look at this, you can go on YouTube, if you look at the Hank Gathers going up to dunk it, uh, with a camera guy from the baseline, look back towards the backcourt. You can see Spolstra, just all dark hair. It's clear as day. No kidding. Wow. Check that out. Yeah, well, Chad, right, well, you the man, brother. got to figure out the burger recipe this week. I'll talk to you guys later. Sounds good, man. See you, buddy. See you, yep. Bye. Yeah, Eric Spolstra, what is this? Uh, Eric Spolstra, Spolstra has led the Miami Heat to its sixth NBA Finals appearance in the last 13 seasons. Uh, this guy is badass. Yeah six, yeah, six times in 15 years. Uh, by the way, in 1995, Eric Spolstra started as the Heat's video coordinator. There's an old picture of him uh, sitting in the film room, uh, just kind of chopping up uh, some film as he looks like a, just a youngin, because that's exactly what he was. And Eric Spolstra, that guy is a, uh, he's a baller. Good on the uh, Miami Heat. It's a hell of a story um, from what they've done, from lost the first play-in game to the Hawks to now being in the finals against the Denver Nuggets. Who are you rooting for? I mean, root for, I mean I'm not, I don't really care at the end of the day, but I would yeah, like to I see Jimmy really care. Butler. I, I wouldn't mind seeing the, the underdog Nuggets. story. It's, it's someone new. Just because I feel like in my lifetime, the Nuggets have never been good. Like, the best they were was, like, with Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. Uh, not counting this season. Remember Chris Anderson, Birdman? Yeah. Like, J.R. Smith, yeah, J.R. Like those those Nugget teams that were solid with Carmelo, but they never won anything. Oh. Like I, I know the Nuggets recently have been decent, but they haven't won anything. Now this year they were the number one seed. They're one of the better teams in the NBA. Not named the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, I, I would. I'm gonna say I'm gonna root for the Nuggets, but I really don't care. But also, I feel like in my entire lifetime, the Heat have always been pretty darn good. Yeah, like. Wade and Shaq, the LeBron Miami Heat years. Yep. Now you got Jimmy yeah, Butler. The, the Miami Heat, what was that? Basically from 2019-ish, I think, till now. Uh-huh. Like, 
all those teams were good. I'm trying to think of uh, Nuggets gone by. Remember when Allen Iverson was a Nugget for like for like two years, maybe. <laughs> but it was like the Nuggets have never really been good. Like Melo's Nuggets were decent, but they yeah. weren't great. Um, the Nuggets. Let's see. Oh yeah. Uh, let's see here. Earl Boykins and Julius Hodge, in cast considerations, were traded to the Bucks in a change for a point guard, Steve Blake. Uh, with Iverson, many consider the Nuggets one of the elite uh, in the West. A chemistry was an issue, though, in the Iverson years. When the Steve, <laughs> Steve Blake for the Bucks, uh, Chauncey Billups, I think, was on the Nuggets for a little bit. Uh, yeah, he at was. The end. He was. I was trying to think of anything else from from the Nugs. Uh, Chris Birdman, Anderson, obviously, he was awesome <laughs> for like two years. Yeah, he got all tatted up, and then now you have the Jokic. How about this for a stat? We were just talking about the Miami Heat getting there. The second team ever as an eight seed to make it there. 1999, I think the Knicks also did it. But how about this? Pat Riley. Pat Riley is heading to his 19th NBA Finals as a player, assistant, coach, or executive. 19 of them. That is 24.7% of all NBA Finals. That's a lot. <laughs> He's also old. He's also, how old is he? What is he, 70? What, what does that tell you? One? 78 years Pat young. Pat Riley has been pretty good in the sport of basketball. Yeah. Two? Tells me he's pretty old. 78 years old, Pat Riley. Man. You don't know. Almost 25% of all NBA finals. Mr. Basketball, Pat Riley. Does it ever get old? I guess not. You got untold riches because of it. I want to get into the Milwaukee Brewers here, uh, a little shorty right here. We say goodbye to one Luke Voigt, Rowdy, DFA'd. Goodbye, Luke Voigt. First baseman, DH. Uh, he is designated for assignment. Uh, any uh, parting words for Luke Lucas Voigt? Uh, best of luck. Don't felt, let the door hit you with a good luck uh, split you? Felt like I never knew you. <laughs> He's gone. Weren't a lot of people how, on the- Okay, how long... Are the Milwaukee Brewers going to continue to obviously bring on these these guys where it's like, hey, they've had a, a couple of years in the past where they hit like 30 bombs or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever they they did. They have one or two good or decent years in the past, but it's like, well, you know what? We're going to bring in a couple of these guys at the same position. We're going to hope one of them pops. And that's how we're going to get a, you know, a big cheap signing. Yeah. Man, doesn't it feel like we just continue to watch a lot of these has-beens get a lot of at-bats? Mm-hmm. Well, speaking, of, look at this for Voigt. He collected just three extra base hits in 74 plate appearances. He struck out 36.5% of the time against a 5.4 walk rate. Yeah, and he was a guy that they brought in at first base because he had a couple of big seasons in the past where, you know, he slugged a lot of home runs. He was supposed to be kind of that platoon if Rowdy Telez continued to to be a very hot and cold hitter versus righties and lefties. He was going to be the lefty platoon at first base, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Luke Voigt was really hot in spring training and did absolutely nothing in the first two months. <laughs> and then he had a phantom neck injury. And yep. But I do have to say this. Ouch. My neck hurts. Keston Hira oh, is he, in, in AAA is, he back? is batting 331. Wasn't he injured for a bit? Is he bad? He's not back, but these are these are his numbers. Yeah. He's batting 331. With 12 home runs, 33 RBIs, and OPS over 1,000. Man. 
Kest, then he got a knee injury, I think. Yeah, he's on the IL. Kest, daddy, bring him back, dude. But Let's it's like can bring him back. I almost feel like because it's Keston here in the Milwaukee Brewers, they still would have kept him down. Yeah, they'll screw him. Again, hot and cold. For some reason, they bring up the cold guys. Uh, like, what did Voidy? What no, was he, he got hot in spring training. And that's how he made. Just, that's how he kind of made the ball. Because he joined on a minor league deal last winter, right? Like he was. Yeah, because yeah. he was one of those guys that it had been a couple of years since he had done anything that was really relevant, mm-hmm. and they brought him in for cheap. If it works out, it works out. Or if not, it's it was another if not. And then also, what had happened? Uh, Alex Claudio. He uh, was uh, he cleared waivers. He's back with AAA. Weird. No one wanted him. He sucks. He's not. He throws eighty four miles an hour from the left side. He's not good, but he can't, he's back. Nobody else wanted him in the majors, so he's back. He's in AAA now. Uh, just think about this: if you have a decent, a pretty decent high school left handed pitcher that throws decently hard, mm-hmm. he probably throws about as hard as Alex Claudio. <laughs> He stinks, dude. He sucks. But yeah, I mean, this looking at the Milwaukee Brewers, though. No offense, Alex. They are in first place. Nothing has went right this year. No, nothing. Nothing. They're in first place. They have a two-game lead on the Pirates that don't have any staying power. They've been in free fall. They're finally under five hundred for the first time in forever. You have the Reds in third place, which, again, it's the Reds. They're not a good team. The... Cubs are just kind of what they are. And then in last place, it's still the Cardinals five and a half games. How back. is that so? Like, now I know that the Cardinals have gained four games on the Brewers here in the last like three weeks, but they're still five and a half back and in last place. Yeah. Nothing for the Brewers have went right. Uh, if you're a Brewer fan, you're hoping for about another month until the Brewers get back to being relatively healthy. Mm-hmm. If everything goes to plan. But I feel like you have to be decently happy with where you're at. Being Decent. that nothing has has went right and you're still in first place, you're still above 500. You lost three or four games of the Giants, still two games up on the Pirates. Also, you you are going to Toronto. Obviously, that's a big series as Toronto is a team that roughly has about the same record as the Brewers. Brewers 28 and 25, yeah. Toronto 28 and 26, but they play in the best division in baseball where they're actually in last place <laughs> in the AL East, but everybody in the AL East has a winning record. Mm-hmm. You have Tampa who's 39 and 17, Baltimore 34 and 20, Yankees 33 and 23, and then the Red Sox are 28 and 25, and then like I said, Toronto's 28 and 26. And I know that Toronto is is kind of known as a big hitter slugger team, but these are three winnable games if you look at the uh, pitching prospects for the the Blue Jays and the Brewers. Adrian Hauser's arguably been one of the better starting pitchers for the Brewers the last three to four weeks. Uh, Kikuchi's pitching way over his head and, and kind of on the decline here. He's starting to revert back to the mean. And then you have Julio Tehran. Who pitched quite well and was a guy that basically his entire career had good stuff. He was just inconsistent. Yeah. And then you have Alec Manoa, who Alec Manoa was an absolute stud the last couple years, but he has fallen on rough times. He's one in five with an ERA over five and a half and has just not pitched like he did his first two years in the big leagues. He just does not look right. Looks like something is off. And then the third game. Freddie Peralta versus Kevin Gossman. Both guys that can be very up and down. 
Mm-hmm. Not saying the Brewers sweep, but I mean, those are three winnable games that the Brewers could go out and win. Yeah. Well, how about this, Rowdy? There's a little blow to the Milwaukee Brewers, too, over the weekend, uh, if you saw it. Yeah, it was. Willie Adamas took a screamer follow ball to the face. Was it off of Jesse Winker's bat? Was it Winker that? No, Brian Anderson. Oh, Brian Anderson. Uh, Brian Anderson up there, and you know, was just, he followed it off, and it just obliterated Willie Adamas's face. Well, that's the thing. The heat, the hits just keep oh, coming, and that brutal. day it wasn't on the field for the Brewers because I believe that's when they got beat fifteen to. Was that the fifteen to one night? Yeah, they got annihilated. But yeah, it was a screamer right at the dugout and it hit Willie Adamas in the face. Now oh. he's obviously out. Thankfully there's no fracture. Yeah, no there's no anything. He spent the night at the hospital. But he's probably going to be out, they believe, at least a week. Yeah, he's on the concussion IL. There there's another injury for the Brewers out of nowhere. It's like, what are the odds this year that again you're gonna have a guy miss a week or two because he got hit in the face by your own teammates foul ball. Yeah, he was just standing there on the fence. Everyone as all the you know players were doing watching the at bats. Willie Adamas uh, wasn't paying a lot of attention to Brian Anderson up there, and then he hit the uh, you know hit the ball, just a foul ball, and it just was a rocket shot to Willie Adamas's head. That was wild, dude. Uh, he did get up. He walked off under his own power. Uh, went to the hospital, obviously. But yeah, he's got a concussion. He was alert and responsive. And then the Brewers were obviously shooken up about it, and they got just owned. I mean, Freddie Peralta absolutely stunk too. But I mean. That would be kind of distracting, would it not be, to see your teammate go down by taking a liner to the, to the dome? Jesus. Yeah, yeah I sucked. think uh, Jesse Winker, he has a discomfort in his neck, and Owen Miller has a bruise right forearm, who, by the way, seems to be the only guy that can consistently hit, hit the baseball for the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah. Um, tough sledding right what, now. You had Ethan Small come up and get to pitch a little bit, mm-hmm. and now he's optioned back to AAA. <laughs> Jake Cousins has been recalled from AAA. Kind of one of those guys that's been uh, yeah. back and forth, brought up, shuffled back to AAA. Uh, okay, so here are some injury designations. Hey, we're still first place, though. Willie Adamas expected to be back uh, the first week of June, so in the next week or so. Eric Lauer. Late June, yep. shoulder impingement. Yep. Matt Bush, mid-June. Remember, he's still on the roster with a right shoulder injury. He stinks. Uh, J.B. Bacoskis, cervical strain. Still don't know when he's going to get back. Cervical strain. Wade Miley, expect to return in, in July. Remember, they originally thought it was a lat. Turns out to be worse. Yep. Brandon Woodruff, they've now moved back that late no, June date. No. It is now... Mid to late July. Blame. Luis Arias, hopefully in the next week. Kind of forgot about him. Yeah, but he got hurt the very first game. Aaron Ashby, they said August at the earliest originally when he went under the knife. It's now moved back to September at the earliest if he comes back. Garrett Mitchell. Done. They said September at the earliest, but most likely done. Again, Late September at the earliest, so probably done. Justin Wilson, who Brewer fans have not seen yet this year because he had left elbow surgery. Mm -hmm. They knew that, though, going in when they signed him. He's expected to be back in July, right around the All-Star break. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jason Alexander, 
Obviously a fan favorite from last year. Yeah, George Costanza. Still hoping to get him back in in June sometime. Man. And that is the extensive current injury list. Jesus. And uh, most of it has actually been worse than expected. <laughs> All right, we're up against the break. Uh, Got to fit two phone calls in. Line one, good morning. Who's this? Thanks for waiting on hold. Z in the D. Hey, Zizzle. What's up, brother? What up, guys? What's I, up, I even know a guy on the Mallards that can throw harder than him, and he's a lot better. Than Claudio? Yeah. Then Claudio, and he played with us. Z, I thought you said yeah, before that you could hit 80 on the gun. You could throw just as I'm, fast as Claudio. I'm pretty sure I can rear back and hit 80 once or twice. Hell yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, the starting right fielder for the last night for the Mallards played for us. He went one for three, Dylan Nevar. Yeah, they got a win. First win of the season. Game, yeah. game one. That's a win. So I think some of our baseball players from the hometown team are going to come down to the Mallards game. I'll shoot you guys a message if we f- pull the trigger on that. Yeah, Maybe go. you and Rowdy can join us and yeah, then yeah. have some fun. Maybe we can get Rowdy in a small swimming pool. Who knows? They got they got a short king night this year, actually. <laughs> you, you could go, too. I, I, I should go. It just depends on where it is. Yeah, I, there's a certain height. If you're a certain height, you get like some extra stuff thrown in the package with it. I'm five five. Now he's five five. Hey, what do they give us? An extra hot dog? I think they give you lifts in your shoes. <laughs> do they give us the sketches off? I don't know what they give you, but I, I remember that you got something with it. All right, so we'll figure that out, boys. But otherwise, it was a good weekend. Uh, went on the boat Saturday and uh, had a couple baseball games. One on Sunday, lost yesterday, and uh, it was a good weekend. How was your weekend, boys? Fantastic, dude. It was nice to you know have an extra day off, get some sleep. I I partied pretty hard though too. But it was fun. Yeah, I'd say overall, I mean, I went out and about on Saturday, but other than that, I took it pretty easy. I think I'm going to be sober for a while. It's not a, you know what? You I say that now. You that every now and then. I say that you now. You say that now, but, you know, Wednesday's rolling around. You never know if the beer guy's going to come in and give you a beer. I had one drink yesterday. Does that, like, that's nothing, right? Like, I had one. No, I had, that's a, I had a nooner, a high noon. I think if you can keep your beers per hour under two, I think that's not drinking. Oh, I just had one, so yeah. So I already yeah. consider that sobriety. I do have a drink recommendation for you guys. Yeah. Um, it's new. It's called Vizzy Orange Cream Pop. I've actually heard people talk about Vizzy. Yeah. I don't so drink soda and stuff like that, but... It's, but. it's a seltzer. Like, I, so, I don't even drink seltzers. The only the reason I had a high nooner yesterday is because that's all... Well, my wife brought one, and I was like, I was on a lake, so I'm like, I feel like I have to have one. Well, I would just say if you get a chance, pick up a 12-pack. You guys could split it up, but it's a very – it's the old Coors Light orange cream pop, but now it's made by Vizzy. Oh, okay. I've been drinking a lot of it, and I think it's a pretty – it's only on a limited edition, but I think it's a pretty darn good beer. Cool. Um, you tried so the Sunny D I seltzer? Think, huh? You tried I, the Sunny I, D, I D seltzer? I've seen that. I haven't had it yet. So. Yeah, yeah, neither have I. My, my friend told me it tastes just like a Sunny D. Oh, here you go, boys. Short King Night. Uh, no height restrictions on this night. All men under 5'7 will receive a oh. free ticket with a purchase of a ticket. So strut your stuff, Kings. From the mail to measure you? I think so. <laughs> are they going to put a tape measure up I next to you? Are you? All right. You how tall are you for this ride kind of thing? Yeah. There you go, Z. Well, they'll probably do what they do is have someone at the stadium that's 5'7. And then, like, if you're shorter than him, obviously that makes sense. He gets in. Seems like it's some kind of ism. Like, it's some kind of, like, heightism or something, you know? I don't know. It's a, it's a Napoleon complex. You're singling people out. Z, we love you, buddy. Love you, too. Smooches. Smooches. Uh, let's see. You're line two. Good morning. 
Morning. Dougie or G-Dub? Morning. This is Doug. Dougie. What's up, Dougie? Thank God I'm not a Brewers fan. <laughs> kind of like having a... Uh, well, no, I think that I am a Brewers fan, but thank God I'm a, not a diehard Brewers fan. You're a casual. Like a, yeah, it's like having a Lamborghini that hardly works sometimes. It only works sometimes. You know? <laughs> Right? I don't Am think I the right? Bre- I don't know if the Brewers ever been compared to a Lamborghini, but we'll take it. You know. Well, if you have a franchise, it's like a Lamborghini. I mean, it's like. What would the Oakland A's be? Uh, or like a Ford Pinto? Like a Pinto? That's a beater. That's a, that's a beater. <laughs> that's barely moving. It was like a Anyways, Rust. It was like a well, Grand Pontiac. Grand. <laughs>